Hello, and you're very welcome to Mind You, where I dive into how different people use different ways to self-care. I'm Brian Barnes from Brian Barnes Wellbeing, where I partner with people to create unique wellbeing solutions. Today, I'm delighted to speak to Marie Lyons. Marie is an A&E nurse, and um, she has worked in COVID assessment unit for the last year, and she is also uh, passionate about being an advocate for nurses and her recent um, you know her recent exposure on the media has proven that she is, has been a huge advocate for nurses in Ireland so Marie you're very welcome to mind you thanks Brian thanks for having me and could you tell us a bit, a bit about yourself Marie I can yeah absolutely so as you've just said I've been working full-time for the last year in the pandemic, both in A&E and in COVID assessment. And um, generally, though, only a third of my work is um, in the hospital. I work as a wilderness first aid trainer. So I've had a complete career outside the clinical hospital setting, um, actually, in the outdoor adventure industry, where I worked for almost two decades in a place called Delphi, which is an adventure centre, got to know a lot about outdoor sports and then started teaching wilderness first aid. So um, that's a brilliant job because it means that you're teaching people skills. So people like mountaineers, kayakers, um, all those who guide and instruct in the outdoors, I teach them skills in looking after people when they're on the top of a mountain or on the side of a riverbank or in the sea so that they can look after their their clients basically and their their customers. So I do that um, and that would be sort of a, a very kind of a healthy job where you, you're teaching the skills outside. So that has been a great benefit to me being outside. I'm pretty mountainy woman. I'm with Mountain Rescue for around 12 years here in Mayo. Um, so I would spend a lot of time in the outdoors, which has been a great bam, I suppose, Brian, for someone who comes into a and And we all know, you know, the nurses work the long shifts. Um, so I have I have those kind of two jobs, one complementing another, one giving the other the energy needed, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. And that's like it's fascinating. The toolkit you have, I suppose, you know, your nursing toolkit and then your wilderness first aid toolkit, um, yeah. which sounds, you know, it, it sounds fascinating. And I'm re- let's say in relation to how you mind others, like just to kind of dive deeper, like into you, you, maybe your approach to minding others. Yeah, um, well, of course, in the emergency department, people are extremely vulnerable. You know, you and I are talking and you're a nurse, you know what it's like, we're kind of equal footing. But when you're caring for somebody, someone's clothes are off and they're wearing some little hospital gown with the back gaping, um, they're sick and they're in pain. So it's, it's all about empathy, um, I'd say. And just giving that to every person, even even people who are just in, you know, we triage all the people who come in with even their minor injuries, but they might be waiting seven hours. And it's about always identifying with them and, and, and saying to them, I'm sorry you're waiting. You know, we're going to look after you. Um, I'd use those words a lot to people. Um, I look, they come in and go, oh, nurse, I have this or I have that. And my back is killing me. And I, I just say... Uh, okay, no problem. We're, we're going to look after you, and that's. I think that um, that gives people a little bit of comfort, um, and I would say the same to people on the mountain because 
uh, I don't know if you've heard of Crowpatrick. I know you're all the way over in the east of the country, but we have a, a, a Crowpatrick in, in Mayo, and that's the place where we would do a lot of our rescues on the mountain rescue team. Um, and it's the same thing. Somebody is wet and they're cold and they're miserable and they've been waiting three hours for a rescue team. And when you say those words to people, um, you know, you ask them what's going on, what they're feeling, and then you, you say, we're going to look after you. We're going to get you out of here. Um, those words immediately give that person that bit of comfort. They feel that they're going to be minded and they feel confident. Um, so I think they're they're pretty powerful. And straight away you're giving them reassurance. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just empathising. And, and you know, for us, it, it can be awfully hard in A&E because as I wrote in my article, a person comes in and then another person comes in and another person comes in. And then you think, where did that man go 10 patients ago? And it's about, you know, like what I try and do is I, you know, I zip around the department and you, you just kind of, um, I suppose, uh, just go to them very quickly, even if you can't spend any time, at least um, just touch them on the shoulder and say, I haven't forgotten about you. I'll be back in a while. But and, you know, they, they understand they can see that, that you're racing from one thing to another. So it's just not forgetting about people and uh, just trying to identify with where they are. Um, rather than thinking I'm I'm hungry and I'm thirsty because if, if I thought that all day long or I'm I'm too busy you would just be frustrated all day long so you just try and empathize with what the patient is feeling and um, that's right absolutely and again I suppose that empathy just to kind of put yourself in their shoes completely completely and that's one thing uh you know getting back to the kind of the, the, the souring of the relationship between managers and nurses is a lot to do with that lack of empathy, that, that neglect of people's feelings and forgetting what nurses have gone through before now and the, the awful things that nurses are going, to, going through um, with the pandemic and the hardship. And a lot of the hardship nurses are feeling is to do with the trauma of seeing people suffer. So um, that empathy, I would say, would be... A, a key element to caring for people and showing people that you care. Yeah. Absolutely. And you bring that into your nursing and into the wilderness first aid. You talked about working with groups in the wilderness first aid as well. Yeah, sure. And, 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 you know, that's, that's what you're teaching. When I teach my wilderness first aid, you're teaching the skills, the basic skills, splinting and managing hypothermia, but you also, because it's completely scenario based and I do a lot of demonstrations, you're teaching them, you know, how to how to care for people, because you can imagine how terrified people are if they're fallen down, you know, um, fallen into a ravine or they're they're very cold or they've got a big broken leg or whatever it is. Um, you're teaching people kind of um, communication skills as well, how to keep that person rallied, because everybody knows no one's going anywhere very, very fast in, in that situation. There's no ambulance coming. Yeah. You have to, they're going to have to be carried out of a, a mountainy area it might take three or four hours so i have to teach those skills to the people um that i'm training as well to remember to 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 give that that comfort to your patient to you know we're feeding water in them we're splinting them but we're also explaining to them what we're going to do say that look because a lot of people on the mountains tend to get very catastrophic uh, you know and they're thinking oh god i shouldn't have come i was too old to be climbing this hill and going to take us forever isn't it and whatever and it's about repeating repeating that we're going to take care of you and I, I teach my, my students that as well so it works 
and that's and you're setting the scene that's fascinating because i do I, I do hypnotherapy um i've done hypnotherapy for the last couple of years and i've done research on um let's say like kind of you know at the scene of an accident and people are very suggestible and i know in france they've taught um, ambulance um and ambulance kind of staff and you know, kind of, um, you know, the um, first kind of yeah, first responders, hip, hip, hypnosis. And again, literally what you're doing is just to be very kind of calm and gentle and say, you know, we're going to look after you. You're going to be safe. Yeah. And that really helps kind of just really relax and reassure the person um, because you're so open to suggestion. And as you said, it can be catastrophic. So it just really kind of curbs that and really calms them down. It does. It does. Uh, people can be terrified and they, they really do. And I've told my students this, that if you repeat that message, that message, as you say, and I've never used the word suggestible, but you're absolutely right. They are very suggestible yeah. in that kind of vulnerable state. Um, and even though, uh, you know, they know, you, you know, like you, you don't pretend that it's going to be only one hour when it's going to be four. If people say to me, yeah. nurse, am I having a heart attack and they're on a mountain? I don't pretend they're not having a heart attack. But I say, yeah. um, look, there may be something going on with your heart, but we are going to take care of you. We're going to get you off this mountain. And I find with people that if you give them and you repeat gently a positive message without pretending something is otherwise, that they will they will totally calm down. And that's been my experience for around 12 years on a rescue team and I, I think in AE as well. Absolutely. Keep it positive, yeah. keep it kind of present yeah. and keep it simple. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Brilliant. That's fascinating. And so Marie, thank you for sharing that about yourself and how you mind others and your fascinating toolkit. Um and could you tell me now how you mind you? Well, um, I'd say I have a very healthy lifestyle. I'm very, very lucky in that I live in a small little seaside town called Lewisburg in the west of Ireland. So that in itself is, is yeah. like a gift. So I, I'm just actually ready to go off for... You've disturbed my jog, I'm afraid, Brian. <laughs> I'm just heading to the beach for a jog now. So I would run a few times a week. Um, I'm no great athlete, but... I tootle along at the beach or on these beautiful little country roads. Um, I'm a big reader, which is I just lose myself in books and I've been reading for all my life. Um, that I just, I, I love it. You could just put me in a bus station for three hours and I'd be perfectly content because I just lose myself in someone else's imagination. I, I really love it. Um, and the other thing would be music as well. Like when I run, I listen to music. Music is a great gift as well so they're small little things um and, and I, I life i don't i don't have a very complicated life i think keeping things simple i have two lovely girls who are here with me um and we you know it's not complicated it's just this simple little rituals uh, i would keep a little gratitude journal that i would um my kids laugh that i, I wake myself early in the morning and i sit there just to enjoy you know not having to leap out of the bed uh, I would I would wake myself early even before uh, a shift in nursing so that I can sit I, I'll, I'll just do my little gratitude journal um, have my coffee sip sip that listen to the birds um, just I, I think starting your day in a nice calm way is, is a very good idea as well so all of those things give me a lovely calm sort of balanced life so I, you know I'm very very lucky very, very lucky with the, in, in, in life. Um, 
and that's why it's good to maybe use that that luck and and speak out now when I have a chance you know even though I've kind of been thrust into a place where I wasn't quite expecting it but I, I have to kind of accept that and run with it as they say yeah or jog or jog with it yeah <laughs> <laughs> or hair up a mountain with it <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, look, you're doing an amazing job. And again, you know, thank you for sharing about, you know, how you mind others and how you mind you. And thank you for being an advocate and a voice for nurses in Ireland and all over the world. And I suppose the fact that you have such, you know, like um, a good connection with your own self-care has given you, you know, the energy to be able to do kind of, you know, like to be thrust into the, into the limelight that you've been thrust into. You're, yeah, that's that's completely right, because I think maybe as well, because I was agency and working in and out, I, I was kind of observing everybody else. And I, like there's no, you know, I never was quite had that kind of demoralized attitude because um you know i'm not i'm not working there full time and i possibly would have suffered a hell of a lot more if if i had been all of these years so i was able to look at other people and see god this isn't right it's not right that people feel like this coming to work it's not right that people feel dread coming in on their shift it's not right that people are so exhausted at the end of their shift you know so i was lucky yeah. i had all of those things so i could kind of observe and say right somebody has to say this isn't right Exactly. And no better woman. Yeah. And uh, Marie, thank you so much. I think you're amazing. And uh, thank you for sharing how you mind you and best of luck with everything that you do in the future. Thanks a million, Brian, for having me. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to Mind You. And I hope you've learned about the benefits of holistic self-care. Please like, subscribe and follow Mind You Podcast wherever you listen to it. And please share it so we can keep the ripple effect of holistic self-care going out to the world. You can find me and Mind You at brianbarnswellbeing.com.